Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. It is SNY.TV's The Juice on the Cuse podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Today on The Juice on the Cuse podcast on SNY.TV, we'll be talking about the start of Syracuse football practice and some predictions for the 2022 season. I'm Wes Chang, and I'll be joined later by Brad Bierman, and our guest today is former Syracuse linebacker Jake Flaherty. Jake, thanks as always for coming on the program. How are you today? I'm great, Wes. Thanks so much for having me. How are you doing? Yeah, Jake, doing well as always, and I want to get you started on this one. You were a great linebacker at Syracuse from 2005 to 2008. You appeared in 47 games with 21 starts. You were captain your senior year. You know a thing or two about linebackers. I look at Stefan Thompson, Marlo Wax, and Michael Jones, and I think this is one of the best trios to come through Syracuse. Do you agree? I, I certainly agree, and obviously leading that pack is uh, Mikhail Jones and uh, just a wonderful leader. I think he's coming off 110 tackles, four sacks, and 13 TFLs, and, which is incredible. And I and I yeah. I, I want to say he was a uh, he was a captain as a junior as well, right? Uh, yeah, he was. Yep. And um, you know, and then you look over at Stefan and and uh, and Wax, and you know, they're just they're all kind of like carbon copies of one another. They're all about six foot, six one, and uh, you know, stout guys, and can really run, super explosive. And, uh, you know, they're dynamic. It's, you know, it's clear that they can, you know, make plays in the open field, but they can also rush the quarterback and uh, become threats in that capacity as well. You know, aside from the linebackers, Syracuse has an outstanding and experienced secondary, but I think the defensive line is a big concern having graduated three starters from last year. Are you concerned about the inexperience in the front three? Yeah, you know, I, I was, I, I think that's obvious concern, and then I think you know September is going to be really critical for them. Um, obviously, having a great camp and seeing injury free, but uh, the more the more experience they can get, you know, starting with Louisville and um, really just trying to to um, cut their teeth for those first three or four games, and it's going to be really critical to see how quickly they can mature. And I think what's you know tying back to your first question, I think it's wonderful that they're. You know, they have these three linebackers who, you know, have proven themselves 
on the field, and I think uh, probably be doing a lot, a lot of uh, extracurricular work to kind of make up maybe for some of um, the immaturity on the defensive line. Uh, but you know, I know they're going to be well coached, and you know, by October, November, I bet, I bet you see some great things from them as well. We've been talking about the defense, but the defense really wasn't the issue last year. The offense really struggled. That led to Dino Baker's hiring offensive coordinator Robert Anai in the offseason. What did you think of the hire? To be honest, I you know I, I had never heard of him, um, but you know doing some research on him, you know obviously coming from a really good program at UVA, and if you if you look at their if you look at his numbers there, uh, he was very very good on third down, and you know that's that's an area where Syracuse needs to improve. And, um, you know, typically if he's great on third down, that means he can he can figure out ways to stretch the field and um, attack defenses vertically. So, uh, you know, I think it will be – I think Garrett's – I think Schrader's really going to, you know, surprise some people not only with his legs, um, but I think uh, he's going to be a great compliment to Garrett and, you know, getting him uh, comfortable really, you know, throwing the ball down the field and, and, and uh, allowing Syracuse to just convert better on third down. Jake, I ask you this question every year. I want to get a prediction from you. Syracuse hasn't made a bowl game since 2018. Do you see them breaking their streak this year and finishing the season with at least six wins? I really do. I really do. I think that, you know, with Garrett having some, you know, experience under his belt, I mean, I, I was down at the Virginia Tech game and um, it was wonderful watching he and Sean Tucker just um, come up with that great win and lead their team. Um, I think he's going to be coming in really confident, and I think he's going to surprise some people. And, uh, you know, the defense is going to be on point. You know, we got some good guys in the secondary, um, you know, some D-line guys that are young. But I think the maturity at the linebacking position is going to really make a difference on our on the defensive side of the ball. And, and then, uh, oh, by the way, we have one of the best running backs uh, in the country. So um, I'm very optimistic and I think it's really critical that, you know, the fans come out and support these guys, you know, especially with these huge games at home uh, right off the bat in September and um, and then looking, you know, towards the back end of the season. um, They have their work cut out for them, especially, you know, with Notre Dame coming into the Dome for the first time since 2003. And, uh, you know, just wonderful opportunities to get the program back on the map. And if you look back at last year, I mean, there were some really close opportunities uh, that just kind of, slip through their fingers and you know I know they're I know coach Babers is is uh, hasn't forgotten about those and neither have uh the senior leaders on the team and um I think we're definitely going to be going somewhere warm in January let's 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 pray for Florida West <laughs> yeah fun in the sun sounds great especially in December in central New York and we'll get you out of here on this one you're currently at Terzo Cloud a vendor relationship management platform founded by several former Syracuse athletes how are things going over there yeah, it's going great. Really just enjoying the opportunity. And we just closed uh, a few big deals with some really big brands, uh, including, you know, Fortune 50 retailer and a very, very popular FedServe company uh, and a couple other smaller ones. So uh, the momentum is, is real. And uh, we are probably going to be closing uh, our Series A round of funding uh, within the next, you know, four to eight weeks. Um, you know, getting a 409A, which is basically when a, a third party comes in to evaluate where you are as a company. Uh, and then, you know, we're just, it's going to be off to the races then. 
Jake, thanks so much for coming back on the program again. Former Syracuse linebacker, Jake Flaherty. Jake, we appreciate the time and insight as always. Enjoy the start of the college football season. We'll speak with you soon. Yeah, thank you so much, Wes. Thanks for having me. Always great catching up with Jake, and I'm now joined over the phone by the Juice Online Editor-in-Chief and my very good friend, Brad Bierman. Brad, how are you today? I am doing well, Wes. Thank you. Brad, we're in week two of Syracuse football practices as we get ready for kickoff in September. Dino Bapers addressed the media. What were the biggest storylines out of camp so far? Well, I think the, the big highlight so far, Wes, is the fact that the team really hasn't gotten down to, to hitting with pads. That will all start this week, the second week of practice. And I'd say the first week was all about uh, the team coming together, getting out there, putting the pieces in place, getting the uh, bonding, getting the camaraderie all established, getting the pace and flow of what's really, you know, a a kind of uh, vigorous pattern here because there's only, you know, just over about four weeks to have preseason practice to get everything together for the upcoming three-month season. So it's all condensed into such a short time period. There's so much to do. It's really one day at a time. And, of course, there are other activities outside of what happens on the playing field, uh, team meetings, uh, other events uh, related to the administrative part of it. So it's really a busy time and really have to separate all the different elements when your team gets down to the basics, which is practicing for the season and uh, getting ready to used to game situations and different game situations and game management. So Dino Babers was really highlighting – uh, welcoming everybody back to the program, uh, getting the bonding and the, the togetherness of, you know, what's known for his program as being the big football family. And I'd say the highlight along those lines last week was the awarding of a scholarship to defensive lineman Kayvon Darton, who is a redshirt sophomore. And that uh, on Twitter, seeing the video of Babers making that announcement and seeing how the teammates responded to that really kind of gives an indication of what this team is all about and the family atmosphere that Dino Babers has established in the program. Brad, I'm glad you mentioned Kevon Darton because that's a great segue into my next question, which is the defensive line. I spoke with Jake about this earlier, and it's definitely the biggest question about this team. Dino Babers was asked about that. So what was your takeaway from his response to that question? Well, I certainly love the nickname he's given to the defensive line, the Hippos. And at the same time, I love the nickname to the offensive line, the Elephants. Let's start with the defensive line, as you mentioned, Wes. And Kayvon Darton, great story there, redshirt sophomore. And he's going to be counted on in the mix. But you really look at that uh, defensive front. You, you have veteran players, if you will, using the term veteran. Uh, they've only been around a couple of seasons uh, Caleb Okawachaku, uh, Terry Lockett, Steve Linton. Those are players that are going to be really counted on this year uh, to step up with their experience and then also to kind of share what they've encountered with the program with the younger players. So you have a trio of redshirt freshmen on that D-line that are going to be counted on this year as well. Josh Huff, Chase Simmons, and Jadius Greer. And then one true freshman that's really stood out so far, Francois Knowlton. So there's a base of eight players, and that's going to be really important to have the rotation in run situations, passing down situations, to have fresh players in there. It's going to be imperative uh, when Syracuse go- goes up against quality quarterbacks, not only in the ACC but in non-conference games against Purdue and Notre Dame, to have a pass rush. 
and to be able to stop the running game of the opponents. That's going to be really important for, in turn, the defensive secondary, which I think Syracuse is fairly strong, and we know that they have great linebacker play on the defense. And then conversely, when you look at the offensive line, Wes, uh, Babers talked about the need to have seven established players on the O-line going into the season. And he felt that uh, in his opening press conference and during the opening week of practice repeatedly was saying, if I have a rotation of seven on the O-line as well, I'll be satisfied. Let's tee it up. Let's see where we go. And so you have players there certainly led by Matthew Bergeron on the offensive front, Carlos Vettorello, uh, Darius Tisdale, Dakota Davis, uh, Chris Blaise, uh, then the younger players, Kalen Ellis and Josh Ioa, who played a little bit last season. There's a seven that I think, and you have a couple of players that you know might be fighting for playing time as well, maybe up to three other players, which would give him you know an opportunity to look at ten players for those seven positions. So really critical that seven established players on the offensive line, a rotation of eight on the defensive front, as he said, the season's going to come down to the play in the trenches. And Brad, we're right at the end of our show. Your closing thoughts. And I'll stay uh, with the theme of preseason football, Wes. Great that the ACC Network's Roadshow will stop in Syracuse the Wednesday of this week, the, the uh, 10th of August. And they'll be taping a uh, meeting with Dino Babers and several select players during the day on Wednesday for that presentation at 7 Eastern time on the ACC Network. I think it's just fantastic that the, uh, the ACC Network goes to all 14 uh, camps to take a look in depth at each of the teams. And this is a chance for Syracuse to show off that, hey, we're not going to be in the basement of the Atlantic Division like the media predicted during the preseason. Brad, my closing thoughts are on the women's basketball team. Over the weekend, 2023 forward Alyssa Latham committed to the Orange. She's the 68th best player in her class, according to ESPN, and selected the Orange over offers from Oklahoma State, Rutgers, Marquette, and Northwestern, among others, and what was Felicia Leggett-Jack's first high school commitment in her return to Syracuse as head coach. Best of luck to Alyssa as she begins her Syracuse career. That's it for us. For Brad Bierman, this is Wes Chang reminding you that the plastic knife is perfect for when a person just wants to make some marks on his food and get insanely frustrated at the same time. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast on SNY.TV, and we'll see you next time. This has been the Juice on the Cues podcast, part of the SNY.TV audio network.